What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back I'm to persistent. the Why I Never Quit. We interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Mr. John Burkhausen. Now, John started out wanting to be a meteorologist but quickly found out that the math wasn't for him. At the same time, his car failed state inspection, so he bought a book on how cars work. He then joined tech school, and 35 years later, he's happy to say that it was one of the best decisions that he's made in his life. He started off with lower-level positions such as C-Tech and shop foreman up to service manager and director of education for a software company. He says it's not a dirty monkey grease job anymore. And there are incredible opportunities and technologies in his field. Now, John has a lot to share with us today. So, John, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. There we go. Now, John, how are you feeling today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking, Kojo. Perfect. Perfect. And, John, I'm real, real, real interested in uh, your story and what, what you got to share with us today because, you know, I was always curious about uh, your lane. And let's let's just go ahead and get the ball rolling. So how how did this even not, not even how, but why? Why did you choose this profession? Well, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. It's just the way you mentioned in um, the what you're telling people about me on my bio there. It's I was all my life focused on being a meteorologist, but once I graduated high school and applied to Drexel University, I got in. But once I got in, I realized, holy cow, I'm way over my head. Mm-hmm. So what I wound up doing is making the best of my first semester at Drexel. And actually, I completed the first year with passing grades. And then mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to do next? And as you mentioned, my car failed Pennsylvania State Inspection. And I was like, well, what's that mean? Why? So I picked up a book at a local store basically a textbook, and I read it cover to cover. And then I said, well, I really like this stuff. And my father used to take Model Ts and other cars like that apart and put them back together in his driveway. So I think I got a little bit of that out of me. So what I did, because my skill level was basically I could change oil in a filter and maybe put a spare tire on, but that was it. So I registered for a tech school where I went for two and a half years, and I basically learned everything – about a vehicle from going to that tech school. And then right after graduating, I had myself a job at a dealership, a Ford dealership, and that's where the journey begins and accelerates to today. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, let me, let me, first off, let me mention this. My, my big sister has actually graduated from um, Drexel this year. So it's pretty crazy that you're, uh, that you're also a Drexel, a former Drexel student. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, and let me ask you this as well. The uh, really I really want to know, you know, the process of, you know, getting to from tech school um, to, you know, finally realizing that this is something that I really want to do and pursue for, you know, uh, 35 years. Well, what happened was when I was in tech school and started learning everything that I needed to learn, I was like, wow, this is great because I've always been kind of a science-minded person. So when you're working on vehicles, it's got every type of science you have. You have electrical, you have plumbing, you have thermal, all these different sciences that 
intrigued me. And when I looked at something and took it apart and put it back together, I learned all about it. So that tech school is what really fired me up. So when I started in a dealership, I started at the bottom. Um, in Pennsylvania, we have an emissions program. That's all I did when the emissions were completed. Then I started getting coffee and stuff for the other techs, and I found Wally who started showing me the ins and outs. And as Wally got to show me more and more, eventually I became better than what Wally was. Mm. So it's just like a progression, and the, the, the enjoyment of being able to fix something, take it apart, understand it, and fix it. And every, every job's different, too. You don't get bored because it's all different things every day, mm. and there's no office or anything like that. So, I mean, hopefully that's giving you an answer because it, it's just one of those things that I think if people get their hands into it, they're really going to appreciate what they can do with their hands, and I think a lot of people forget that they have two hands that can do a lot more than tap on the keyboard. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful answer. I really appreciated that one. I, I know people are taken away um, from what you just said right there. And let me let me ask you this one right here. So what were some childhood hobbies and habits? You said that your your father uh, took apart Model T's and, and whatnot. Uh, do, you, do you think that you had any other childhood hobbies and habits that you think, you know, matriculated into what you're doing now today? Oh, definitely. Um, as I mentioned, I was really into science. So um, I actually had a telescope that I used to look in the heavens with. I used to play with electrical devices, try to make my own little solar chargers and things back in the day that Radio Shack existed. And mm. I was always experimenting and taking things apart and trying to fix things. And that was a hobby for me, um, doing all that stuff. You know, um, I made some mistakes like doing the solar thing. I accidentally left one of my panels on my neighbor's lawn and burned a nice square out of it. Wow. But that, I think that interest and that wanting to know how things work is what really trained me to do what I did. Perfect. Perfect. Couldn't have asked for a better answer there. So let me ask you this. So what's the average day like for uh, somebody like you? And let's let's really clarify uh, what you really do today. Can you can you really uh, touch on like what you do so I can ask you what an average day is for you? Definitely. Um, right now, I work for a company called Bolt on Technology. And what we do is develop software to help shops run better. And we're only we're mainly looking at the independent shops, um, not the dealerships. And what our software does for these shops is allows them to take a lot of the um, steps out of the service process and automate them, like reaching out to the customers and letting them know when their car oil's needing to be done. Um, also, like one of the key pieces of what we do is we do what are called digital inspections. Mm. You take your car into a shop, and a lot of times people experience that car disappears and they have no idea what's going on or they have to leave to go to work. Well, with the digital inspection, the technician checks out the vehicle and photographs and videotapes everything that he finds, and then we send that report to you via text. Mm -hmm. And now you have in your hand as if you were standing underneath your vehicle and ready you know, to, to see what's going on and fully understand why you need your brakes, why this is – what this leak needs to be fixed, et cetera. Mm. And what my job basically is is we have a, a big suite of software. My job is to break it down. And make it so people understand it. So I do webinars. Um, I've written a book that we use for our Baltimore University, I'm constantly giving um, speeches and demonstrations across the country. And that's what my job is. I mean, and you asked earlier, what in my past uh, did I do as a child or a young person? Well, yeah, I also, yeah, some hobbies. Well, I did photography. 
I did writing, and right now, almost everything that I've done as a as a uh, child and or a technician or a manager, whatever I was, all those skills are coming to fruition today mm. because I get to use every one of them. Much of the photograph that you see from our, our company, many of the early ones are all mine. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, and it's it's funny how life all ties it together. Again, everything happens for a reason. So now it's very, very interesting how you tied it all together there. And, you know, uh, let me ask the back end of that question of, you know, what the av- what an average day like is for you. Well, I'm in an office now, which is totally different. Um, yeah. But um, my average day, uh, I get in, I kind of like to get in early. I get in early and I check mail and I respond to people that are asking questions about the software. Um, throughout the day, I'm involved with different meetings about designing new software. And that's another cool thing is that having a word that I can put in because mm-hmm. my shop experience there, this is, hey, you guys got to do this. And that's great. Also, constantly with the new software that we develop, I constantly have to pull it apart. I have to try to break it. I'm testing it. And then also I have to write up about it, how to use it, break it down the steps, get screenshots and things, and basically put training together. I also give webinars, um, and these webinars are attended by people from all across the United States, and the webinars are on our different products. And in the next two months, three months, uh, January through March, I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to actually be doing teaching on the road how to use our software, but also at a number of events I get to speak and um, share with people you know, ideas of how to make shops run better. And I think that's one of the greatest things is – that is so varied in what I'm doing that mm. um, there's no there's no boredom to it. And it, again, uses everything that I've done up to this point in my life. Interesting. Interesting. And let me go ahead and ask you this. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do today? The most I enjoy is being able to um, express myself. Uh, another piece of what I do here is I write and I've been published in a number of websites uh, and actually a magazine called Motor Age. As a technician, I used to look at this magazine and it was like, yeah, it was really cool when it came out. I always wanted to read it to see what was in it. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm on my second year of being published in there. I get four articles a year. Wow. And um, that to me is a big chill raiser because like, wow, I am actually writing for a magazine that I loved when I was a young technician. Mm. And that's one of the greatest things that have these breakthroughs and be featured in places that I never, ever expected to be. Very nice. Very nice. And big congratulations to you on that, by the way. That's that's a big uh, dream that was accomplished. Thank you, Kojo. Sir. And uh, of course, I, the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? Sometimes sitting behind a desk. <laughs> yeah, I, I can believe it. Uh, yeah, it can get a little tough. I get a little antsy um, because that's one of the things I loved about being a tech. And also, I get to go on the road a lot here, so that kind of breaks it up for me. But some okay. days sitting behind a desk can be a little tough. Yep, yep, I believe it. And, uh, and let me let me ask you my favorite question, and this is my absolute favorite. Uh, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success in your career today? I'm going to say no. And the reason I answer no, well, let, let, let me rephrase that a little bit. I'm going to say for the most part, no. Um, okay. I, I did learn a lot in school. Uh, as I said, science was always my big thing. English was a good thing for me. But overall, um, I am working my whole career. I have just basically a high school uh, diploma and mm. one year at Drexel. That's it. Wow. So what I'm saying to you is that um, 
the grades do matter, but the thing is, don't be put off if you're weak because a lot of times people, especially that go into the automotive field, um, we're hands-on people. And you may be bad at doing tests, but man, if we put something in front of you and tell you to take it apart and you take it apart and put it back together, there's there's where your skills mm. lay. And so many people were being sent to college and they're going to fail out and do all that stuff. But if you put them in the right place, um, they're going to learn and they're going to be able to earn. I mean, I, part of my uh, resume here is that I taught for 10 years automotive. And I, I got to see a lot of people struggling when you discover what their strength was. They're bad on test, but if I put this uh, uh, alternator in front of them and tell them to take it apart, they can do it in moments. Mm -hmm. and people that are good at the test, they can't do it. So it's, it's kind of a complicated thing, but it's not always important that the grades are there. I completely agree. I completely agree. And yeah, you, you broke it down perfectly for me, so I don't even have to add on to that. Um, again, I was just talking about that with um, not only a, a nurse, but I was talking about that with a uh, real estate agent, uh, not even agent, a, a real estate investor of, you know, the importance of really just understanding and the commitment, really the commitment to the the craft um, rather than the, um, you know, I, I forgot the word for it, but the, you know, the, the grade part of the, mm -hmm. of the stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it's yep. really the it's really how, how dedicated and devoted are you to um, what you're actually doing? Like, how much do you really actually like it? Um, and that that moves into my next question nicely. So um, the impact word, I'm going to I'm going to ask you about the impact word. Um, now, again, a lot of people get stuck on this. I'm, I'm about to ask, you know, what what you feel that your impact is. Uh, but really, I just want to what I mean by that is what are you devoted to? So what are you really just devoted to doing? The thing that I love the most about my career is having the ability to share the information that I understand and also be able to use that for the good of people and their cars or in school, whatever I've been at. My main takeaway is I love to give because there's nothing better like when I was teaching to see a, a student all of a sudden get it, the light up, the eyes that light up. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Um, and helping so many careers. I mean, throughout my whole career and every part of it, being a technician, a manager, in a number of dealerships right now, there's quite a few people that I basically raised. Mm -hmm. And whenever I get back to see them, they're like, wow, thanks, because you really show me all the good stuff. And then, you know, when I taught, it was the same thing. I was finding those students that would struggle with the test and be able to put them in the right place. And then they got successful and moved out. And, you know, now, what we do here at Bolton Technology is our software helps shops focus more on fixing people's cars than the struggle of getting that process to work for, for them. Mm. And I think that all those benefits for the world and all those people, that's what really makes me move. Beautiful, beautiful. Couldn't answer the question better myself. That was beautiful. And we're, we're winding down into this interview, and uh, I really appreciated all the great advice that you gave. But if there was just one, one piece of advice that you could give somebody out there listening who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would it be? Well, I'm going to tell you that the automotive career path is something that a lot of people should reevaluate because – as you explained when we started, all the different positions and jobs that I've held, there's a niche, there's a place for everybody to fit in here. And mm -hmm. because there's so many different things that can be done. I mean, did I ever think that I was going to be a tech? No. 
Mm. Did I ever think that I would be writing and teaching for a software company? Absolutely not. Mm. And everything in between, did I ever expect that? No. So what I'm trying to say is the automotive field, don't think it's just dirty. Don't think it's just you know a really rough place. And yeah, it will be in places. But what I'm trying to say to you is one of the positives about this field is that you will never be without a job. Mm. If you are focused and if you are a person of integrity, you may be – and I have been. I've been I've been laid off, and that's opened other doors. And you know, I'm here today because I got laid off a couple of times, and that's how I wound up being at Bolt-On. Mm. So there's always jobs available, and if you're not going to be a tech, you can be a service writer. If you're not going to be a service writer, you can be a salesperson, a parts person. So I want people to understand that this is a really good field, and here's the, the asterisk at the end of this. Kojo, mm. there is a shortage of technicians, and it's getting progressively worse. Mm. So that's the other reason why I'm sharing this because there's a lot of good people out there that are in jobs or in school, and they're not going to succeed. But if they got their hands underneath the hood of a car, their life's going to be totally different. Beautiful answer, beautiful answer. And just for the sake that I've again I've interviewed uh, those. Those two people who I mentioned before earlier today, um, and actually the real estate investor mentioned this as his last um, piece of advice for us today, too, was that, um, you know, just because you fail does not make you a failure. Just because you got laid off does not mean that you are done forever for with uh, whatever you're trying to accomplish. Just means you got to take a different angle at it. And you definitely, you know, and we again, there was a even longer list of he, he listed all the. Um, different types of positions that he had. I just summarized it and I, uh, in the introduction, but trust me when I say he's he's been in every level, every position that there is uh, when it comes to being a technician under the hood of a car, um, dealership, every, everything that has had to do with anything with a car, he's been in it. Um, and it's because he's failed. It's because he got laid off because he's, and he's made it this far 35 years later because he has failed because he's learned his lesson. He got back up. So um, that's a great piece of advice that you gave there. Thank you so much, John. Well, Kojo, thank you. And just one thing, it's not failing, it's learning. Exactly. The and again, time, I, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. please, please go ahead. The only time it's a failure is if you just keep repeating it and repeating it. But if you fail, get let loose or whatever it might be, and you move on, that's not a failure. It's just a lesson. And just like you said, it's another path. There you go. There you go. And John, is there any type of way, a website, a book? Uh, I know you, you write for, for an article, um, social media, anything that you could promote so that I can leave in the link in the description below so that my audience can check you out. Let me uh, see what I can. I would, uh, one of the easiest things to do is to search my name because you'll see there's lots of videos and all sorts of articles and stuff that come up. So if you search for John Burkhauser, in Google, you're going to get a page or two of what I do. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. And then we'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to uh, leave one of those links that, that show up in the link in the description below so that my people um, can definitely take a quick click um, over to check you out. And John, again, I got to thank you one more time for such an excellent interview. I, I know people are really interested in this job and uh, what it entails. Yes, and I thank you for giving me the chance to share my success and the ways I got to it and the total unpredictability. So if you're out there struggling and you don't know where to go, just try something and what, you know, just like me, it worked. It may not work for you the first time, but remember, it's not a failure. It's just a lesson. There we go. And folks, with that being said, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. 
most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you're truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and John helped you find it here today. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the move.